Live at 5 Sports at Todd and Sue Ann, brought to you by Prairie's Edge Casino Resort. And, Jimbo, this will be the last time we'll get a chance to talk to you for a little bit, taking some vacation, well-deserved. Uh, and uh, uh, so Kirk Cousins meets with the media yesterday. He talks about his appearance in the in the docu-series quarterback that was produced by, by Peyton Manning for Netflix. And I've watched about four episodes, and he comes off as just kind of a genuine good guy, one of the nice guys in the league. And But you really do get an insight of, the pain and uh, that these guys go through to get themselves ready to play every week. He never misses a game. He really is a tough guy. Oh, there's no doubt about that. Yeah. Uh, and by the way, programming note, I am with you the next two days. Oh, and then all right. the following week, I'm, I'm out of touch. Uh, and we'll have Chip and some other people fill in for yeah, me. Terrific. Uh, um, so I watched the whole Netflix thing. I wrote about it. And I do think Cousins... And, you know, I know all the people who are in the Vikings organization. I know mm-hmm. how they deal with Cousins. And Cousins always wants to say the right thing, do the right thing. He meets with, you know, his number one PR guy before he goes up to the podium. Okay, what should I say? What should I not say? Mm. He's, he's very cautious and calculating. And I don't mean calculating in a bad way. I mean, if you're going to have people judging you by everything you say, it makes sense to, to plan out what you say and be, be somewhat. So I think last year, because... He was, for the first time in Minnesota, he's playing for a coach who didn't hate his guts. Yeah. His personality came out a little bit more. Um, I think he wants people to understand what it takes to be an NFL quarterback, how much pain he does go through, uh, how difficult it is to get ready every week. So, you know, my takeaway from the whole Netflix thing is that I think he did himself a lot of good. I think he made himself more human, more likable. Um, I'm not sure I came away thinking – that okay, this is the guy going to take it to the Super Bowl. Yeah. Uh, I, I came away thinking this guy puts you know this guy is incredibly earnest and incredibly dedicated. Right. Yeah. Exactly. It doesn't prove that he's suddenly going to take that next step and become a championship level quarterback. Didn't doesn't prove he's not going to do that either. Although as he continues to move through his thirties, what is he thirty four or something now? Doesn't it get a little? tougher for the the leopard to change his spots and suddenly make all the big throws in those key games. And you said you've watched, I think, four episodes. Yeah, I would say four. the last couple of episodes, to me, you could see him tightening up as the playoff game mm. came up. I, I, I just, I, I, you said it's like, and he's not done any favors by the contrast in Mahomes. He's just running around screaming and leading and, you know, wants to take on the world every five minutes. I felt like Cousins going into that Giants game is like, oh, geez, we got to win this one. And I'm really worried. It was like, mm-hmm. It didn't feel like a great vibe, and I think that that might be what bites him in big games. Is he thinks so much, he, he calculates so much, he, mm-hmm. you know. And then again, we're, we're you know we're talking about somebody who was a top ten NFL quarterback, yeah. uh, who was a very good quarterback, who's a Pro Bowl caliber quarterback, coming off a great year that I give him full credit for, where he showed a lot of leadership and won a lot of close games. But I do think he's the kind of personality that tenses up a little bit, and you know, he talks about uh, everybody talks about the fourth down check down to Hawkinson. Uh, because that was a, the most cautious play you could take there. Mm-hmm. But the play before, he says that's when he really regrets. He had he had Osborne open, and he threw it behind him. And he gets knocked down, and that's probably the game. That might be the game right there. Yeah. Uh, so, his entering the final year of his contract, is he going to be the Vikings QB in the future, do you think? If the Vikings were in love with him, they would have already signed him to a long-term deal. Mm-hmm. Um, they are not. They did not sign him for a couple of reasons. Number one, they think that um, they think it would actually be good if he had to go on the market and realize that he's not considered a $50 million quarterback by the league. Uh, number two, they're just not sure he's the guy who's going to elevate the entire franchise, even though he had a really good year last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, the easy thing to do is sign him. 
sign them and just know you're going to have a chance to win 10 to 12 games a year, 13 year, 13 games in a special season, you're going to be in the playoffs. And the fact they didn't tells you that they think they, they just need to see more. So this is a, a huge year. for the, and, and people say think years are big all the time. I think this is a really big year for the franchise. Uh, they are coming off a 13-1 season. They have a quarterback who's ready to win now. They haven't committed to him long term. So either they're going to end up spending an incredible amount of money to keep Cousins around until he's about 38 or 39, mm-hmm. or they're going to be looking for a new quarterback with a you know kind of a win now roster, and that's it's a hard transition to make quickly. Yeah, that's right, and and there isn't uh, an heir apparent on the roster, so they would have to go outside and sign a free agent if somebody else didn't want to keep as their QB or draft somebody and run with a rookie. And like you said, with an aging uh, veteran roster that's ready to win, uh, that's that's asking a lot of your veterans to say, okay, we're going with a rookie this year or a uh, free agent cast off from another team. Yes, and and let's not you know, hey, let's remember O'Connell is running McVay's scheme. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, he won a Super Bowl coaching McVay's scheme. And what did McVay do when he thought his team just needed a little boost? He went and traded the world for a, a veteran quarterback that he thought would put him over the top. So mm-hmm. I just wouldn't put anything – I just think everything's on the table this year, and how Cousins plays will determine the, the course of action. Daniel Hunter shows for camp, but they didn't mention if he was going to be working out again right away. It seems as though in recent seasons, NFL players who are disgruntled with their contract show up and then have some mysterious ailments so that they can't practice. So they're there, not getting fined every day uh, by the NFL, but not necessarily uh, working out for the team either. Is there a possibility that's what's going to go on with Hunter? I think so. Mm-hmm. And uh, two, two very interesting developments yesterday. Three. Hunter shows up, number one. Mm-hmm. Number two, uh, Quezzy is asked, uh, is Hunter going to be on the team this year? And he said, it's great to see him. Mm. He did not commit at all to him being on the roster this year. Right. Number three, Hunter uh, on social media was liking and following a bunch of Jacksonville Jaguars. Mm. Interesting. So isn't it funny? And those guys know that those breadcrumbs can be followed oh, when they yeah. like posts and so forth on social media. That's sending a little message, isn't it? It is, and what we don't know is if he's saying trade me to Jacksonville or if he's saying I am going to get traded to Jacksonville. Interesting. Well, we'll find out. Uh, I would think that would have to happen during camp sometime if indeed that goes forth, wouldn't it? I would think it would happen. I would think everything's coming to a head now. Uh, My guess, and you know, I'm not going to pretend I know exactly what's going on behind closed doors, but the way I read it right now is. They want to get a deal done with them. If they can get a deal done under, you know, in, within their parameters, they'd like to have Daniel Hunter on their team. If they can't, they'll do the Stefan Diggs thing and just try to trade him for as much value as they can get. Uh, what do you make of the running back market and how guys aren't getting signed and they aren't getting the second contracts and and they are being treated kind of as disposable products uh, uh, of of the league and at disposable assets I should say uh, of the NFL? Do you think they have a a legit gripe and and should they be able to maybe negotiate their own CBA aside from the other uh, the rest of the players in the league? They have a legitimate gripe. They have no case. Hmm. Um, you know, I mean, there are, you know, everybody who plays every position in the NFL who doesn't get long-term deals because of the nature of their position can argue that they're being mistreated. Um, and, you know, they're being mistreated within their industry, not in the grand scheme of things. Yeah. Um, and there are court, and there are running backs like Frank Gore and who, who play for 15, 20 years and make tons of money. Uh, Adrian Peterson, you know, so 
you know, it's just, because it's such a visible position, you know, we're reacting to the way they're being treated. But, you know, we see safeties and linebackers and, and uh, you know, and tight ends and their careers early, too. I mean, it's just it, – it's just really – to me, it's just the old school thing. We're still – you know, a lot of people still identify running back as a glamour position. And the fact is that teams keep winning Super Bowls with backups and seven, three up-round draft picks and guys they picked up off the street. Yeah. I found it interesting. I was watching some talk TV uh, yesterday, and Ryan Clark on ESPN uh, was the former he- uh, vice president, I think, of the NFLPA. And he said, yeah, it's it's too bad, but that's how it is. You know, part of it is the salary cap. So if you're going to artificially raise running back salaries, that means you have to artificially lower another position's salaries. I mean, there's yep. a cap. you got to get under it. It's just the way it is. Yeah, uh, you yeah. know, mom, Mama, don't let your, your babies grow up to be running backs. That's, that's right. all it is. Uh, tough night for the Twins' bullpen last night. They got kind of blown up. Brutal. And, and listen, you know, sometimes I, the built bullpen has been overachieving. Pagan mm-hmm. has been great lately. Jax has been great lately. Moran has been good enough lately. And the last two days, they all blew up. Yeah. Um, it just points out that role players are usually put in a role because that's what they, where they belong. Mm-hmm. Uh, this team needs to get Stewart back, needs to get Fieldbar back, and if they're going to add anything to the trade deadline, I think it would be just one more late inning arm. I don't know that they're going to do it, but I think that's what they're hardest at. Jim, thanks so much. Thanks, Todd. Live at five, sports with Todd and Suhan, brought to you by Prairie's Edge Casino Resort.